0: Many have tried, many have failed, and she's one of them. It's Fitless with Bianca Brady.
1: Hello, welcome back to Fitless. Another episode. We had a false start, full disclosure, but we're back another week. And this is a very exciting day because usually we're in New York. We're bopping around to this and that with My friends or people I know, very rarely do we have a family member of mine, and it's so exciting when we do. I'm here on location in Worcester, (laughs) Massachusetts, where I'm from, and I'm so excited to introduce my guest today. It's my aunt, Meg Gioruso. Hello. Hi
0: everyone. Welcome to Worcester. <laughs> Welcome to Worcester. That Fitless was- on the Road yeah. Road Trip.
1: That was on an Adam Sandler album. He played a character named Toll Booth Willie. And it was just some little bit where he said, Welcome to Worcester, Dollar twenty-five, please, or something. He really said that? And it was <gasps> Toll Booth Willie. Well, we
0: have to find that movie for my kids. Yeah, so
1: we're on the map, um, you know, comedically through Adam
0: Sandler's genius. I'm psyched about that. I didn't know that. We're I'll Adam send, Sandler fans here.
1: I'll send you a link. All right. <laughs> um so, we did CrossFit.
0: We did, and we did a great job. We were it was a perfect workout for us because we it was a partner workout, so Bianca and I were on the same team.
1: Thank goodness. And we'll talk about what we did later and CrossFit is kind of a big one. People, when I, when they find out about the show, they're always like, have you done CrossFit? Because it's such a thing. So we'll get into that. But first, tell the audience a little bit about your background with fitness and exercise as you grew up and up to now and what you do now.
0: Okay. Um, I started out just being like the outdoors kid, like I always loved throwing a ball around or playing outside. Um, So that brought me into, you know, junior high and high school sports. Um, I played softball, loved softball. Um, And then as I got older, I realized it's harder to do team sports. So I got into running like big time. And I ran with your mom for years. So I probably ran for, I don't know, from like, maybe 18 or 20 to my 40s, I think I was like 42 or 43, when I finally had to stop because I injured my hamstrings pretty much permanently. Um, They're totally functional. I just can't run distance or run fast or run hard. And I had gotten into triathlons as, as my hamstrings got worse because the swimming and biking gave me a little break from the pounding on the pavement. So um I did a bunch of marathons, I did triathlons and How
1: many and like what distances?
0: I did um I did 14 marathons. I ran Boston 10 times and um and then I did a, a bunch of triathlons from Sprint Triathlons, which is like a quarter mile swim and a 10 mile bike and a 5k run and I worked up to the half iron distance, which is a mile point 2 swim, 56 bike and half marathon run. So I've always been active and really enjoyed it. And I think a lot of it was the social aspect of it too. And that, um, well, my of- mom
1: sent me a text before, um, cause she likes to, to do like co-producing <laughs> when she knows the guest, And she was like, ask Meg about winning half Ironman. So you were pretty competitive.
0: I was, well, on a local level, yes. Um, <laughs> I, I never won a half iron. I re- I won a handful of um, shorter distance triathlons. And it's funny because um, it was so long ago and I'm so old now that back then you had to mail in your registration and, you know, pick races way ahead of time. And I don't even know if the internet, I'm sure it was around. (laughs) I just wasn't on it back then. But you had to mail, like with a stamp, your registrations in. So it it just didn't have um, the numbers of people doing it now. And people weren't training at the levels they are now. I'm not trying to, you know.
1: Diminish diminish my,
0: (laughs) But it was a different time back then. Um, So, yeah, I I won a, a handful of triathlons in my. And when you win
1: something like that, do you get to like stand on a podium and Uh, do people clap for you at any point?
0: And they weren't big (laughs) ones; they weren't. You know, there. I don't remember how many people were entered in them back then. They would just call you up and they'd give you this medal around your neck, and I think like you would win like a bag of food or um,
1: (laughs) A bag of food, food. like a bag, like
0: a sack of grain. Like you would get. Like little energy packets and <laughs> protein mixes and things like that. Swag bags, I guess you yeah. call them. So, and a watch. I think I won like four watches. Nice. Because that was the highest level of technology back then was <laughs> a watch so you could time your run. This is back in the 1800s pretty much. Sundial. Yeah, you would. A wrist yeah. sundial. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, they weren't, I don't remember a podium back then. But, yeah, it was, you know, your friends would clap for you. Did
1: it feel like, how does, I mean, because I've never won anything before. (laughs) How does, do you go into it like thinking I want to win and I'm gonna and I like Michael Jordan style? Or do you feel like you just happen to have been the fastest?
0: I definitely feel at the level that I was competing at that it was who's here today. So, you know, some people would say, oh my gosh, you're going to win today. Oh, you're going to, and I'd be like, well, it depends on who shows up because I know how fast I can run, how fast I can bike or swim. And not a lot's going to change that day. You know, if you see someone ahead of you, maybe you're going to push extra hard to try to pick them off. But it was definitely like, who's here today? So I wasn't at that level. And for a bag of food. (laughs) It wasn't like yeah. thousands
1: of dollars in cash and yeah. prizes. So it was definitely, um,
0: <laughs> and I guess that's where you separate recreational athletes from professional athletes. That professional athlete would be like, this is my paycheck. I have to win today. Yeah. Whereas, and I don't care who's yeah. here. I'm going to blow it or Whereas knife. if I felt really bad on my run and the prize that day was a watch, I'd be like, oh, I have two watches. <laughs> I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah. There's still food on the table at home. So
1: you fought through and kept running and kept triathletizing and what have you, and then the hamstring thing.
0: Yeah, and then um, after I had my two kids, um, I had had a couple hamstring tears and pulls, little things um, that I would be able to bounce back from. And then one day, it was just kind of, it just kind of snuck up on me, some hamstring pain and chronic pain in the butt, literally, when I was sitting And I guess what had happened is my hamstring attachment tissues um, just aren't good, it's not good quality tissue anymore, whether it was from, um, you know, not a great diet or just genetic breakdown from overuse overuse and, you know, sitting a lot in my job or, so I don't really know what the deciding factor was, but I did eventually find out that the tissue is pretty bad and it's prone to tearing and just small tears, not like... Dramatic ripping your hamstring off the bone, um, just annoying things that would set me back for months and I wouldn't be able to jog or run or work out and kind of be in a little bit of chronic pain. Um, so I did have to give up on distance running and running fast sprinting.
1: Was that hard emotionally? It
0: was, yes, it was really hard because it's so easy to just go out and go for a run and I had been doing it for 20 years. Um, just slap on a piece of a pair of sneakers and you're out the door. You know, timing-wise, it was easy to fit in. So it was, and I went for a long period without exercising at all. I would walk, but I was like, "Jesus, it takes forever when you walk to, you know, get your heart rate up or you're just gone a long time, and it really wasn't that much fun for me.
1: Yeah, walking is not for people who like efficiency. <laughs> right,
0: yeah. So, um,
1: Which is why I like it yeah. so much.
0: So I was a little lost for a while, didn't know, you know, and biking was a great thing to do, but that's super time-consuming.
1: Yeah, and you have to, if you want to go like where it's easy and beautiful, you have to like drive and strap your bike to the car kind of Yes,
0: and you have issues like flat tires, so if you're crunched for time, you know, you always have to factor that stuff in. Yeah. Um, and with two, my kids were young back then, so just wasn't a great way for me to get my exercise.
1: Yeah, and swimming also, same sort same of thing. Same thing. You
0: gotta find water. <laughs> and then your hair gets wet. <laughs> yeah. So you're, like blow drying your hair three times a day or Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. So I was looking for something that was easily accessible and kind of fast, got me feeling like my endorphins, you know, were released in a quick, easy not easy, but, you know, efficient way. Mm-hmm. And that's when I found CrossFit. Some friends, co uh, coworkers, friends of mine opened up a CrossFit gym and I would see what they were doing and I was like, that is not for me. Like, right. I can't lift weights. I've, I can run. You know, I used to be able to run and move my body efficiently and fast, but don't ask me to pick up anything heavy and definitely not lift it over my head.
1: Right. So what changed? Why would you start going?
0: Um, I started seeing other people doing it, and it just kind of encouraged me. I, You know, seeing big, burly guys doing it was one thing, and then I would say, oh, geez, look at her. Look what she can do. Um, and I realized, well, you don't have to be able to lift 200 pounds off the ground or over your head to get a good workout here. You just do what you can. And and a friend, my um, friend Faith and I, both kind of jumped in at the same time and we're like, okay, let's just try it. Let's see how it goes.
1: Yeah, so when was that?
0: That would have been probably five or – well, actually, maybe six or seven years ago. And um, we initially started out with just like it was called a boot camp class that somebody was running out of the CrossFit gym, and then the owners um, kept saying, you know, you if you guys like that, you're going to love CrossFit. So the boot camp was more – Less equipment, you know, we would use the weights a little bit, but it was more about, you know, body shaping and, you know, core workout yeah. and not so much the Olympic lifting, which is a lot more technical than, um, than when you do like a hit class with, um, lighter weights or, you know, just simpler movements. Mm-hmm. And, um, we eventually made the switch because it was the times of the classes were better and- we felt like, all right, let's just try it. And we can always go back. And once we tried it, we were hooked.
1: Yeah. And then now it's just a part of your life the same way that running was, kind of.
0: Yeah. it's um, I, I go, you know, four to five times a week. And I have some equipment at home now. So if I can't make it to the gym, I can get workouts in here. And, um, and then a bunch of us started doing little competitions. Um, so it kind of took the place of road races that I used to do. And of course I don't do them as frequently, maybe two a year, three a year. Um, and.
1: And that's like a meet kind of. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, yeah, it's not like a road race where a thousand people show up. It's a lot smaller because, um, you're doing like three or four workouts in heats So there might be 20 people in your division as opposed to, like, just fitting into this big crowd at a road race. Um, And it's timed and you're judged. and
1: And have you ever won one of those?
0: Well, I've won in my age group. So I've done some masters. I'm 53, so I started CrossFitting when I was probably 45, maybe 46. So they do have a master's. Masters categories and some gyms will run a masters competition where you're only working out with people that are in like your 10 year range age mm. group or even five years. So I have won a couple of those, and um, it's getting more popular. But for a while there weren't a lot of people in my right. age division, <laughs> so sometimes there'd be like 10 people. Sometimes it'd be you know eight or you know now it's getting more where it. it'll be like 20 or 30 people in your age division. Yeah,
1: it's gotten so popular. It really is is. ten years.
0: Oh, it's amazing when I first started, this gym was the only gym in Worcester and in the area. And they over the past five years, they're popping up everywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people I mean, CrossFit I think at large is kind of divisive where people, some people are like just like anything that people are into and love, other people want to tear it down because they don't understand. And they're like, it's like a cult where it's like, no, people just enjoy themselves and they like each other. So why don't you go be by yourself and like be annoying somewhere else? But it seems like extremely community centric and like people really, you know, grow to like cheer each other on and know each other and challenge each other in this very specific to CrossFit way.
0: Um, I think that's right. And I, you know, because I had a background in running and triathlons before we had, you know, similar level of community. And um, I think the difference with the CrossFit is because you're in that tight space of the gym and you're in, you know, you're doing the exact same workout pretty much, as the person next to you, even though that person might be lifting, you know, a hundred more pounds than you, but that person's working at 90% of their capacity and you are too. So it's just that mutual respect where, oh my gosh, this is horrible. Like this is so, (laughs) we're working so hard and you're in pain and you're suffering as much as the person next to you, even though they're, you know, levels ahead of you. So it's just that mutual respect you have and you cheer each other on. And it's, I guess- it comes down to like it i don't want to call it misery <laughs> because it's fun and we love it but misery loves company and yeah. when you're pushing yourself um to do things that are hard and you see someone else with you and yeah, you finish you just look next to you and you go oh my gosh wasn't that wasn't
1: a band that of hard? brothers yeah. mentality is what i call it exactly when i'm waitressing super hard there you and go it's like, we we all sort of hate this
0: but then at the end of end the of, day yeah. you can be like high five yeah we did it good on ya yeah <laughs> yeah i think it's that same um that same feeling that you yeah. can get from a lot of other places um and i think it it carries over to crossfit
1: too totally so today we went 9am class um i was pretty nervous just in inje- you know the crossfit thing it's it's intimidating because <laughs> You know, like, it's one thing when guys are lifting weights and grunting and, you know, pumping like Arnold Schwarzenegger style, but when you see a lot of the women who do CrossFit and you can tell just based on their build and like the super strong upper body woman, it's just like, I feel (laughs) like a little shrimp or whatever, you know, (laughs) or just like a doughy little dumpling girl. Um, So I think that it's so cool to see women like really embracing that lifting thing. And on my last episode, I talked to a woman who does um, powerlifting competitions and stuff. And she writes a column and a lot of women are like afraid of getting too big. But this CrossFit culture seems to have like embraced that as just like, why would you worry about that? Like your body can look this way and be so strong and it's beautiful or whatever, like who cares, you know, do what you want kind of thing.
0: I think it's been amazing for, um, for women's body issues because, uh, you know, I'll walk into a gym, our gym or any other gym or a competition and- you know, you see people, especially women, all different shapes and sizes. And, you know, they might excel at the heavy lifts or a particularly hard Olympic lift with a barbell um, that's intimidating to so many other people. And they might struggle with the running aspect of it or the cardio aspect of it. But you can see like the, just how proud they are of themselves, their capabilities in different areas. And, um, and they're strong and they're successful and they're gaining confidence from what they can do and uh, i think it's great like and that's why when you walk into a crossfit gym you don't need to have that classic crossfit body where right. your muscles are jacked from head to toe and it, and that's what i love about our gym is like you can come in as you are right. and just do whatever you know whatever you can and get better at things if you stick with it and everybody respects you because you're, you know, you're working at your capacity and you're making huge gains, um, in seeing, you know, you're you're seeing the benefits of what you've been doing every week.
1: Yeah. So today's class was like a deadlift day.
0: Yep, today was deadlift day, and that was our strength component.
1: Yeah. So we started off with some barbell stuff and deadlifting to, you know, one set at your capacity, like the heaviest you could go. And then you take the weights off and do two sets of five reps at 90% capacity. Right. So I think for my, for me, like it being my first time, I was sort of like, I don't really know what my capacity is, but the vibe of Worcester CrossFit is just like, yeah, just figure it out. It's fine. Like, Not so coddling where they're like, oh, what do you need? What do you think? But just like, it's fine. Yeah. You got it. Which I like because, you know, sometimes the vibe of a place is like a little bit too precious Mm -hmm. or too intense. Right. And this was kind of a happy medium.
0: Yeah. And we have really good trainers at our gym. It's CrossFit Center Mass and – um. Elise was there today and she's awesome. She's amazing. Yeah. She's a really good trainer. So intuitive and so chill. And, you know, and I think that was a great day for you to come because it was, you you do a five rep, um, heavy deadlift. So you don't have to, like when she said PR, that means personal record, like your best lift that you've done or, and you know, she said, Oh, you know, you don't have to, it's not a PR. It's just what feels heavy today. So, um, that's so easy for people to figure out. It's like, yeah, that was heavy. And, you know, you want to keep your form right and without, so you're not pushing yourself to where you look horrible and you're barely getting that last lift. And I think that was good that, you know, it kind of clicked with you. All right. You know, I just want it to feel heavy. I want it to feel like I'm kind of working hard to get this off the ground.
1: Yeah. So I did that. And then we did, what's the second section called? That was
0: the Metcon so metabolic conditioning and that's the aspect that gets your heart rate up and you're pushing and your boy anaerobic. Did it. Yeah. <laughs> and did a little bit. Yeah.
1: And I did the famous one. box jump that I've seen on so many viral videos of people who can go super high.
0: Oh yeah, when they're going for like Ugh. the box jump height, like yeah. their max. Yeah, we didn't do that today. No. Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> that's terrifying.
0: Yeah, that can be sketchy. Cause and then there's other videos of Box Failed. jump fails. Yeah, those aren't fun. I'm glad you didn't watch one before because no. that sticks in your brain.
1: Well, I've seen it so many times. And then when I was faced with it, like, I was like, oh, this is weird. I don't know if I can do it. And Elise gave a great tip, which is to to step up to the box and then jump from two feet rather than just go from
0: standing. From standing, yeah. Because
1: it is mentally tricky when you don't know if you – because I've never – done that I, yeah so I and I
0: didn't even think about it because yeah. <laughs> I dragged those the box out and I'm like yep so you just you know stand and box you know jump up and it, that's the difference between a trainer and having your aunt <laughs> coach
1: you <laughs> well you were a great coach too but she she gave me that tip and yeah I was doing it from standing by the end but yeah, just these little mental things and it's so it's technical. The whole vibe is technical. So we did like a circuit where we did we were partners and then one of us did box jumps and the other one runs out of the building two hundred meters
0: and back and then we switched.
1: And then we did what did we
0: do next? Um and then so we did a straight box jump, um While your partner's running 200. And then the next segment is um, we did burpee box jump and your partner ran 400 meters. So this is one of those workouts. A lot of our workouts have a rest built in. Well, not a lot of them, but some of them do. This is the workout where you get no rest. Like you're, and there's only two exercises. So you're, you know, you're not spending time walking from one exercise to the other or setting up your next exercise. It's like, you just just go. go. Yeah. Yeah. Go till it's done.
1: Burpee box jump, where you do a burpee and then jump on the box, and then do another while your partner runs a longer distance, so it's harder for them and harder for you. For you yeah. And then, just when you thought that things were bad, they get a little bit <laughs> worse. worse. Where you do box jump overs over, so you go up and over the net, the other side, while your partner runs six hundred meters. meters. Um, so it's, like, down to the light pole, then down to halfway to the Dunkin' Donuts, and then <laughs> obviously there's Dunkin' Donuts. New England landmarks. And then a little past the Dunkin' Donuts. A little, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's all about the
1: Dunkin' Donuts. Um, but, yeah, like, I mean, I was struck by how quickly it went by because it's yeah. so varied and um, intense, and you're just focused on what you're doing. and there were a lot of different types of people in the class, which I thought was cool. Yeah, that was a and great class. two pregnant ladies mm-hmm. who were just crushing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I felt good about myself because you can... My thinking about exercise is kind of like you can do anything for a little while.
0: Right. That That's a great way to think because <laughs> it's true.
1: Yeah. So... I feel good. And then after that, you do your accessory work, which is just like, what does that mean?
0: Um, The accessory work is um, exercises that are going to help you do other exercises down the road. So um, we do a lot of overhead lifts and you need your um, core to be tight and different muscles to fire that sometimes are hard for people to find. It's like, you know, your body just doesn't naturally know how to carry things correctly. Mm-hmm. So they put in little accessory um, exercises. So the suitcase carries is carrying a heavy object in one hand. And the, the purpose of it is to carry it with good form and not be tilted to one side. And, um, you know, walking funny, you want to, you know, walk with your spine pretty erect and mm-hmm. not your shoulders sagging forward. And so stuff like that just builds up that ability to fire muscles to keep your form. Correct.
1: Yeah, so we did that um suitcase carry.
0: Which what? is so you're carrying a heavy object in one hand as opposed to a farmer's carry. Which is two hands. Two hands. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: and then we were done. And as quickly we as it started, started. Yeah. it ended. And I felt very good. I felt like I really I haven't worked out that hard in a while. So oh, it felt good. good. Um but I think it's the type of thing where you have to go a few times before you really get the
0: hang of it. Definitely. And what um, they were great about allowing a drop-in today, and normally they, they'll have, like, um, open gym on, I think, free classes on Sundays or whatever day it is. But when you join a CrossFit gym and most of, you know, they're all run separately by different owners. They're franchise. Um, what they have is called on-ramp class. So you don't just join Mm -hmm. and start coming to class because Olympic lifting is super technical and you can do it your entire life. And it's like a, I think of it almost like a golf swing. Each lift is so specific and so many things going on with it that you're never going to have it down pat. So, but they want to keep you safe. So they start an on-ramp class where they go over the basics and just kind of imprint on you how important form is and Mm -hmm. you don't sacrifice form for heaviness. You don't want to, just because you can lift something, if you're not lifting it correctly, you're not going to benefit from it or you might even get hurt from it. So on-ramp class teaches you the specific movements that are kind of classic to CrossFit So that when you get to class, you know, you'll be like, oh, oh yeah, I kind of remember them talking about that. I've done that lift before. But the coaches are always walking and checking, you know, checking people's form as you're working out. But on-ramp class is huge for confidence and um, people... Come through, and then they're just so much more comfortable coming to a class because they have that initial background. Yeah, and,
1: that's great.
0: And have their baseline of like, oh, I think I can lift sixty-five pounds for this lift. Or instead of every day coming into class, Ooh, boy, I have no idea how much I can, you know, I can put on the bar today. You get a general idea after. Yeah, on that makes sense. Yeah.
1: So, what's the deal with like the CrossFit um, diet?
0: Well, there's the Paleo diet that they is popular in um, CrossFit. And now it's getting to the point where they're just like any other workout. There's so many diets and I hate to call it diets because it's just kind of, they call it lifestyle eating eating. plan. Yeah. 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 Basically that (laughs) clean. They, they really promote clean eating for a while. It was paleo, 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 which is no grains, um, very low sugar and a lot of protein. Um, and now I think CrossFit, when you look at their elite athletes, very few of them are paleo because they're working out full-time. It's their full-time job. They need tons of carbs. Like, well, not tons, but they need to have carbs in their diet because they're doing crazy workouts multiple times a day. And I think that's kind of carried over to everybody. It's like, oh, paleo for some people is great. Paleo for other people, isn't great. Some yeah. people need more carbs. So I think it's more now The the swing is to clean eating and lower sugar and, um, which
1: is just good common sense.
0: Yeah. It, and that's what it comes down to. And I think it carries over to all kinds of workouts now and different gyms that aren't, you know, particularly CrossFit. It's just to clean up your diet and, you know, fuel your body for what you, whatever activities you're doing. Yeah. So we used to have paleo challenges at our gym early on, and they haven't done one of those in a while. And I think it's great for some people, especially when they're first cleaning up their diet, because a lot of people don't really know what 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 is clean eating. And paleo definitely gives you a great idea of what it is, um, and it gives you a great feeling when all that junk is out of your body.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it's tough though. It is tough to keep pizzas around in general. And um, that's not like a whole food. Yeah. No, it's not.
0: (laughs) And I think a lot of the gyms, you know, CrossFit and other gyms are saying, you know, it's, you can't out-train a bad diet. So it's okay if you're, if you don't want to clean up your diet and you still want to work out and you're going to see benefits, but the majority of your benefits are going to come when, yeah, when you're eating cleaner, just eating healthier overall. And you feel like you feel better when you're working out, when you're yeah.
1: Really clean. Yeah.
0: But it's there's no pressure. There's people, yeah. you know, everyone, there's people that love to eat donuts and pizza and they'll try to eat clean most of the time. But you yeah, definitely, I think that's the
1: thing moderation, it's like balance, and letting yourself feel happy about like a ham sandwich sometimes. Yeah, exactly. But then also eating a lot of leafy greens yeah. sometimes. I don't know. It's tricky, though, because it gets all wrapped up in, like, the emotional side and self-esteem. And sometimes, like, eating something bad feels good because you know you're doing something bad and you're like, I'm so bad. Ha-ha. Yeah. (laughs) Or whatever it is. Yeah, it's just a release. Yeah, different for everyone. Yeah,
0: and there's not, you know, I don't think there's a ton of pressure in CrossFit. But if you're looking for help and you want to clean up your diet.
1: CrossFit.
0: yeah, the tr- most of the trainer and every gym is different, but um, our trainers would definitely, you know, sit down with you and say, this is what you want to try or, you know, mm. try this, see if this works for you. So there's a lot of support as far as that goes, and a lot of people really need that. We had a friend that, um, you know, close to my age, and she had no idea that it was bad to be drinking three fountain soft drinks a day. <laughs> and... She eventually, someone eventually said, when she opened up, it said, yeah, well, I drink, you know, a bunch of those. I drink like two or three of those a day. And they suggested, well, you know, she wanted to feel better. And they said, try cutting that out and see. And she's like, I'm so happy. Like, um, I can't believe I was doing that to myself. Yeah. And sometimes it's just, you're just don't know, you know just not educated in that aspect of what's really bad for you and what can make what small change can make a huge difference for someone.
1: Yeah, that was what I was going to ask you next. Like you're you're the type of person who's always incorporated activity into your life and you know, I'm sure when you had to stop running and you had to find something else like that was maybe one of the first times that you had like a, a down period of of non, not as active. But do you, do you ever think about like what it would be like if you didn't have such an awareness about your body? Like there are people who go through life and I've been one of them who just like never think about how they feel or their physical fitness. It's, what could you say to them? Like, what is the benefit of paying more attention to
0: that? In it, I, that's a great thing to bring up because, um, it is amazing once you realize, sometimes people don't realize they feel lousy. Their body hurts. Their body's aching. They have joint pain. They have different, you know, you just don't, You, you and sometimes it's so insidious, it just sneaks in and you think, well, I'm 40 now. I'm 35 now. I'm 50 now. This is what it's got to be like. And it's such an eye-opener. I had to give up wheat um, a couple years after my youngest child was born and I had the worst hip pain, joint pain, feet pain every single morning getting out of bed. And I would sit in the car and my hips would ache. And, and I thought, this is life. Like, this is how, you know, my body has to feel. And thankfully, a former guest of yours, um, Jackie Shaker, was my physical therapist at the time. And I can't remember what what she noticed about me, but we had run for years together. And she said you might want to try to give up wheat, gluten. She said, you might have a sensitivity. And, um, you know, of course, from the medical side, they would say, oh, we have tests for that. You can, you know, we can do a test and see if you're intolerant to gluten. And um, between her and Mike Roberts, they said, the best way to find out is to give it up for six to eight weeks. And you'll know, like, you don't Mm -hmm. need a test. And I did it because I knew I was like, geez, I like, I feel like, I'm feeling a lot older and sedentary than I should be feeling. I just don't feel good. And within a couple of weeks, I felt like a new person. My inflammation from my body, you could just see it and I could feel it was gone. And I thought to myself, wow, what if I didn't have someone that pointed that out to me? And it's and I feel so sad for people that didn't have someone paying attention to them. Yeah. Um, because it, you know, it definitely improved my quality of life, I can't even put the percentage, but probably by like 60, 70%. And that's just me with gluten or wheat. And with other people, it can be something else that's causing them to not feel good. Yeah,
1: Um, I think like mm. people don't think that they should invest in this like money. And I've, I mean, I've struggled with it too. Like people are like, oh, those classes are so expensive. It's like, yeah, but so's dinner you know, like I'll spend $35 on a boutique fitness class and then maybe won't go out to eat that night. You know, it's like, it's okay to like invest energy and time into this. And maybe it's like the best thing for you because you're actually paying attention to yourself and your health and how you feel and can make other aspects of your life better. Definitely.
0: And you know, as you get older, you know, you see problems that come up as people age. And not that, you know, CrossFit can prevent a lot of things, but I think um, just keeping your body strong and doing safe, um, you know, exercising yeah. are going to improve your quality of life as you get older and enable you to keep up your yard work and – Um, just do things, you know, that your body has to do as you get older and you don't want to have to pay people to do them or rely on other people. (laughs) You know, it's good to be able to, if you fall, to be able to get up off the ground, you know, be able to lift yourself. And that's, I think that's one of the big things they say as people get older. If you can sit on the floor and get yourself up, that's huge. Like, you know, just to keep your body moving as you get older. So take it from us, guys. Do it. (laughs) Yeah, Just get your body moving. Find something that you like, you know, whether it's CrossFit. But if you've ever thought about CrossFit, I would highly recommend it. And you go to a good quality gym or trainer.
1: Yeah, and don't feel like you have to, you know, do everything right. Uh, I mean, form is important, but, you know, make sure you're not, like, going crazy and killing
0: yourself because
1: you just hurt yourself.
0: Ease into it and – Find yeah. a good trainer and so do what you can.
1: I want to talk about one last thing: your job. Mm-hmm. Meg is a police officer, and I always think it's so funny because you don't really strike me as a police officer. But how? Of and that. that's been your your job forever,
0: right? Thirty-one years. Thirty-one S- years. This month, actually, wow. April so is my how anniversary. Old were
1: you when you? Joined? I was like
0: twenty-two.
1: Okay. So talk a little bit about like how, because I can imagine being a police officer, you feel like it's a dangerous job sometimes. sometimes, And feeling strong is probably a good thing in that context. So do you think that that has influenced your exercise or vice
0: versa? I think it's, um, I think it's a little bit of both. I think um, I was always active. So uh, I felt that would help me, you know, when I chose this career um, and try to stay in shape. And it's funny, back when I first came on, I was, and of course, your mindset changes with your age, it just happens. In my 20s, I was more into running and triathlons and things where, um, you know, my upper body wasn't as strong as it is now. Um, but you balance it out with the tools of the trade. Um, so I was never and never going to be one of the strongest people on, you know, the police department. But as long as you felt physically fit, it right. and, and I think it gives you the confidence um mentally too that, you know, gives you the confidence to do your job. So I, I think it it's always been an underlying factor that I wanted to stay in shape because it can come into play. Yeah. In your job. Um, so I never wanted to let myself, you know, let kind of let my guard down. You just want to physically be able to do things with your body if it gets called upon in your has it ever? Work. Um, yeah, I when I was in uniform, more so. Um, I'm in plain clothes now, but yeah, sometimes you just have to grab onto people and you know physically place them under arrest. Or so you you do you you know you have to be able to use your body. And definitely, we have tools of the trade that will help you when things get yeah know, a little out of hand. But you're you're never gonna you know replace that ability to just move your body quickly, you know, grab onto things, you know, yeah. push, pull. Um, run away. Are run away, to run, chase, that? A, chase after people, <laughs> run in one direction or the other. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's always been a component and they say, you know, it's, we have training all the time. Just, you know, yeah. your body has to be ready. Your brain and your body have to be ready for drastic changes and endurance and you know, it's not the same as running a marathon for sure. It it's harder because you, there's no pace when right when things turn bad. It's you know sometimes people are fighting for their lives. Um, so yeah, it's always in the back of your brain that you wanna keep your body, you know, fit enough to survive certain things or just aid you in your job.
1: Of course, and re- and responsibly. Yes, and make be able to have like a physical response but not let it create like a mental freakout.
0: Exactly. Or something. Yeah. And 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 then on the, you know, flip side, it's just sometimes you're in really stressful situations and you just want your heart to be strong. Like you wanna be, yeah. you know, you don't wanna have a heart attack. Um, you know, people have to work into their fifties and sixties as police officers. And yeah, sometimes there's really stressful situations that you want your body to be able to handle.
1: Man, I I don't envy you that job. I, I just feel like it would be, I would 31 years of anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> I, would, I don't know how you do it.
0: Well, and, you know, you work in different capacities, and as you get older, you might try to transfer to a unit that's, you know, not as high stress. And I would say, you know, the police officers in uniform that are answering calls day to day, definitely have the highest amount of stress because you're just constantly reacting to things We're in other divisions that to a certain point, it's proactive. You know, you're planning things a mm-hmm. little more. Whereas when you're in uniform running from call to call, you have no say. Yeah. You
1: have no idea what you're going to be. Yeah, up you against.
0: can have the most, and that's where it comes in. You can have the most boring three days of your life in police work. And then that fourth day, you know, you're looking at something that's people in their yeah. lives will never see. It's, yeah. you know, crazy, stressful anxiety. Um and that yeah, so your body, you just want to condition your body to be able to handle that stuff to the best that you can. And it's in other jobs too. Um I'm sure. You yeah. Know, but it's definitely something that you wanna you wanna work on if that's the profession you pick.
1: Yeah. Damn. Damn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's the dramatic side. And then, you know, that's but you just have to be ready for it in case it happens and maybe it never will. You know, you're never gonna be faced with a yeah. life threatening situation for yourself or someone else. But in the back of your mind, you always have to be ready. And that's part of the physical and mental preparation.
1: Yeah. Get ready, people. Yeah.
0: Come just on. You never know.
1: All right. Well that's it. Is there anything else?
0: No, I'm just so glad you came and and that you fun. enjoyed it. Yeah. It was a I was excited when I saw the workout because I felt like, you know, we'll be bonding through it.
1: Oh, and yeah. It I felt fun. I felt excited to participate with you
0: on a team, but we didn't keep our score, but that's okay. Yeah. Everyone
1: else did, but we did.
0: Yeah. It. I wanted you to be able to focus on the movements instead of counting your reps. Yeah. Um, especially because it was your first time doing CrossFit. And um, sometimes it's good that you, when you count your reps because it's a distraction from doing that, what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm not a Great multitasker, so sometimes like I, I can't even count. count. Yeah, I never count anything. So sometimes it's it makes you feel better just to be moving your body and not worrying about.
1: Yeah, that. and I would recommend that everybody try a box jump just to kind of prove to yourself that you can, you can do, do, do it. it. A two footed jump onto something, to something. Yeah, just because it feels cool. You feel like sort of parkour adjacent. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> in your mind, <laughs> you looked it. Yeah, I felt I looked cool. You did look through cool. the whole thing. Um, but thank you so much for doing the show. Sure, and for having me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And thanks to my friend Bill Wadman for all his help. He's in California right now. Oh, I was hoping for a black and
0: white airbrushed picture. <laughs>
1: I know, I wish he was here. I'm so excited. I thought he was coming on the road trip. (laughs) He's um, taking pictures all over San Francisco right now. So check him out on Instagram if you haven't already. Yeah, he's awesome. And I love you. Bye-bye.
0: I love you. Bye-bye.